Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how positive education and conscious parenting can impact their entire life as well as society. I am your host, Julie, and each Thursday we are having conversations with guests on different themes and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view and learn in a non-judgmental way. Today we are joined by Katie, who has had 15 years of experience as a specialist children's nurse and health visitor. She tells us about her experience and how her view on parenting completely shifted when she became a mother. We talk about theory versus emotions, losing objectiveness, that parenting is about consistency. We often hear the saying, it takes a village to raise a child, and to Katy, being able to rely on some type of support is a must-have. I hope you enjoy this episode. You can also find us on Instagram at The Bubbling Adventure for daily positive education content. Also, remember to check out our website, thebubblingadventure.com. But now that it's said, let's begin. Hi Katie, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, happy to have you on. Yes, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Could you please introduce yourself? Yes, hi, I'm Katie. I'm a parenting consultant. I have over 15 years experience as a specialist pediatric nurse and family health nurse or health assistant if you're UK based. Um, so supporting families with children under the age of five. And then for my pediatric nursing, we used to look after children all the way up to 18 in various wow. different specialties. So yeah, it was good. Very, very different, very challenging and taught me an awful lot in preparation for having my own children, I think. Right. Because I mean, it's such a broad 
age right like it's from so you must learn a lot like it must be a lot of information to learn for all the different ages and how to support families right it is and each age has their own individual needs and level of support as well for example obviously babies need that more hands-on care in terms of nappy changing and feeding and and parents need support around that but for teenagers even managing things like pain management they don't necessarily tell you I'm in pain so they may exhibit different symptoms they may act differently they their behaviors are very different so you have to become quite intuitive at actually working out the how uh, hospitalization and how um, illnesses affect them to actually work out the best way to to look after them so yes it was really really interesting and, and every day was always completely different so yeah oh that's amazing but what the training looked like where what was it because I, I imagine it's quite a lot of uh so I'm only a, a registered children's nurse so there's different ways of doing it you can either become a general adult nurse and then you go on to do extra training to specifically do pediatric training but what was unique about my training was I spent the first 18 months doing different placements in different areas so I did a bit of adult nursing I did a bit of uh, obs and gynae I did pediatrics did children's stuff did community and then from there we were allowed to work out what our specialty was was, which actually, again, made me a better nurse in terms of the children's stuff, because I had a greater understanding of how the different specialties worked. So you got a bit of mental health, which meant that what I learned on my mental health placement could help me on my children's stuff. But it's because the anatomy and physiology and and everything is very different in children, it it is quite intense. And you need to not just obviously support the the children, you have to support the parents as well. So you have to understand how mental health, how public health stuff, how illnesses affect not just the children, but how that stress and anxiety affect the adults as well. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it's very, I don't know how to say board it's it's very very (laughs) inclusive because again you have to look at it's not just the child it's how it affects the whole family so you have to look Mm. at the whole kind of nuclear nuclear family to to see how health public health um, actually affects the whole of them so yeah it's really interesting yeah it's very interesting and so I know that you have a very fascinating story on all of your journey towards the world of parenting but could you please explain how did you get here so, so as, as mentioned, um, I was a specialist nurse and was looking for something a little bit different to get out of the wards, really. Um, had quite a bad back injury, and that meant that I had to kind of explore other avenues of, of nursing, which is how I came across the health visiting. So I did the intensive training. It's a year's course to, to be a specialist community public health nurse, which enables you to be a health visitor. And I ended up booking a trip to a volunteer project in Zimbabwe. I was working on their community project, just giving myself a bit of something extra from a nursing perspective. I did did that a few times and a job came up here in South Africa on one of their community projects. So I thought I found myself in my early 30s, single, being offered a job abroad. Well, let's let's go for it. Let's go and do three months let's see what happens and after three months it just it wasn't the right thing for me but I'd already met my now husband at the time Mm -hmm. so he said well come stay with me see what happens and so moved over here and then had my first child and we were living fairly rurally and I actually got quite bad postnatal depression but it it 
it gave me from for my pediatric nursing days it gave me a very different perspective because suddenly I'm hit with all the emotional stuff that obviously I never had within my pediatric nursing experience so I had that that kind of theory on one side and then obviously the emotion and the practical stuff on the other side and since uh since my eldest was born I've gone on to have two others so I've now got three young children with I had them quite quickly. So um, there's only three and a half years between my eldest and my youngest. So we had them fairly quickly. So it was a bit of a baptism of fire, but it was it was good. Um, and we're learning every day. Um, parenting changes every day. It's it's such a journey, but not unlike my nursing, to be honest, because you're le- learning different things every day about you know if, if your child has a, a mood this day and a different mood the next day, then it can all be very different. Yesterday, they wanted to play snakes and ladders and today they don't want to play snakes and ladders because it's a different day mm-hmm. yeah and so having because you you were a parenting expert basically before you had kids so what was yeah. really the main thing that really struck you like as in like this is very different uh what surprised you to be honest the probably the biggest thing to start with was the breastfeeding because there's there's kind of this notion that you'll obviously give birth and you'll pop baby on the breast and everything will just come together and happen and for me it didn't it just with him it it never worked out I tried and tried and I was saying to my husband I I know how to fix for example breastfeeding problems looking at a woman in you know as a separate entity but doing it for myself was just very very different and I think it was that just not having having the support around. I I had my mentor, my health system mentor was very, very good. So she was always on hand for me just to pick up the phone and kind of go, I'm struggling with this. What do I do? I need help with this. Uh, what do I do? But I think the I wasn't quite prepared, I think, for the emotional, the massive, almost like tide of emotion that would come with it, that you just, you lose all objectiveness. You, you, I, I literally was saying to my husband every day, I'm dealing with rational versus irrational. The rational part of my brain says, this is what you need to do from my objective non-parenting days. And yet um, in that now role as parents, I'm being completely irrational. So I think that was p- probably the hardest, hardest thing to deal with. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And if you also, like, I don't know how confident you were before, you got a kid but you know probably your rational brain was like well I've dealt with I don't know thousands of kids already so it shouldn't be that hard (laughs) exactly I I mean I used to run children's wards you know 25 30 bedded children's wards and I could multitask and I could I could do it and now I can't even look after one baby I can't change it when it's screaming and he he needs feeding and I need it I'm just completely overwhelmed and I think that that was the biggest thing for me was that how how do I go from a, a functioning, um, highly successful career to suddenly I'm, I'm questioning, you know, whether I can even go to the bathroom because my baby is screaming and my baby needs something and I can't even get there to, to take care of myself. Yeah. Mm. Yes. OK. But so what did you decide to make about it? Because, of course, you didn't just stay in that and you first of all, you seek help and so on. But can you please tell us a bit of how it inspired you? Yes. Yeah, so from from that, um, it made me realize that parents parents do need that day to day support. Um, but it also taught me a lot about 
how my actions, my accountability, especially as my children have got older, how my actions now influence um, their behavior, how it affects the whole family. So I consciously now have to look at what it is that I'm doing. So if you end, if I end up in a kind of a vicious cycle of if you think about sleep, for example, everyone, everyone is, is chasing that holy grail of trying to get their children to sleep through the night. We were in that vicious cycle of transitioning, trying to get my eldest to sleep through the night. And I said, right, we, we, we need to cut this. We need to do something and we need to be consistent. And what I've learned is a lot of parenting is about consistency. And that's what most people struggle with is you can read it all in books, you can watch all the YouTube videos, but unless you've got somebody there kind of going, okay, you've tried this, that's not working for you and for your particular child, let's try this. And it made me realize if I I needed someone to help me with that, then there's bound to be lots of other parents that would need help with that. So a lot of, I guess, a lot of my um, introspection has, has brought about my becoming a parenting consultant because I'm sure that there's other parents that feel the same because I, I have the theory behind me. So I, I know rationally what I should and shouldn't be doing, but it's that day-to-day support that you don't necessarily have available. And especially now that, I mean, back at back, you know, if you think generations gone by, people didn't used to spread out quite as much as they do. I mean, the fact that I'm living in a completely different country, I mean, I never thought that I would end up doing that. So people are much more, there's much more distance between them and their family and that Mm -hmm. that support system that they once would have had. So we're having to find it in other places now. And that's, for me, why I decided to to use my skills as a parenting consultant to, to help other parents with that. Right. So because it happened to you, you realize that you need someone rational to look at the situation and help you with the overflow yeah. of emotions. Yeah. And I think talking to lots of friends and things is because you can't when you're in that situation, it's almost like when you, for example, if you're in a work situation where you're completely overwhelmed, you need to you almost need somebody outside to give you that advice. And normally you'd go to someone like HR or you'd obviously talk to a, a an objective friend to give you that advice but parenting is such an emotive issue everyone has an opinion on what you should be doing whether you should sleep train whether you shouldn't whether you should breastfeed whether you should bottle feed whether you should you know whether you should put the television on whether you shouldn't everybody has an opinion and everybody does it completely differently I've been saying recently it's the one job in the world that so many people do that nobody's ever had any training on yet you're expected to know inherently what to do but how want to get a chiseled look in the jawline sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to know what you to do when you've never had the training on it? Right. And also there are so many different opinions. Like you hear things that are completely the opposite, like day in, day out. And you're like, well, which one, <laughs> which one do I follow which then? If, you, uh, you know, exactly. even like in terms of, uh, I remember when I was a kid, some products my mom couldn't use on me because it was completely bad. And then, you know, I'm only three years and a half away from my sister and then it was fine. So it's yeah. the same it's like, <laughs> or all things that she used on me now it's like oh no like your baby is gonna die <laughs> exactly exactly so so how how are you supposed to know so again you're supposed to learn on the job but how do you know because it all keeps changing I mean for mm-hmm. example the the evidence around things like cot death around the sudden infant death syndrome I mean, years ago, it used to be babies would sleep on their sides and sleep on their fronts. Now we we advocate that babies sleep on their back. But that's because parenting, like everything else, is evolving. The research is coming out. There's lots of research in different areas now about advice and how to reduce the risks. And for me, that's that's what I am passionate about, I think, because of my nursing background, is making sure that the advice and the support I give is evidence-based it's all the latest Mm -hmm. research to make sure that parents are doing what they're doing and and doing their own way of doing it but also making sure their children are safe at the same time yeah that makes sense but so how how do you support families what does it look like how does it work so um i offer one-to-one um support at the moment so i have different packages for that and i'm just building up at the moment i'm going to build up a membership that um will be uh, fee appropriate for for countries so I'm, I'm based in south africa but i want this my business is about making it inclusive mm-hmm. the i guess the problem i have with a lot of the the, the specialists um, which are great and they're really helpful like the lactation specialists, breastfeeding specialists, um, sleep specialists. is they're great and they've had lots of extensive training but for the average average parent they just can't afford it and they end up in this vicious cycle of of wanting to do something but not necessarily having the finances to do it so my membership will make my basically me accessible um that they can ask questions day to day we'll have a dedicated facebook group we'll pop in every day but i also want to support parents in taking care of themselves so there'll be a lot of self care stuff in there have you have you managed to get dressed today have you managed to do something for yourself today have you managed to sit down and and have a little meal to yourself so i want to make sure it's very much focused on supporting parents mental health as well and their well-being because we know the baby will be taken care of we know that parents will will take care of their little ones but who's actually taking care of the parents and that's that's where i want to support others because I think it's you just when you're in the throes of that you want to know that there's somebody there you want to know there's somebody that cares and that's that's what I'm hoping to 
to to fill the the void really so i'm just i'm launching i'll be launching my membership on the 1st of december and that will be an in a small inclusive group um, a minimal fee each month and just be accessible if parents want to send questions through on a day-to-day basis and then i would look at probably offering once weekly zoom calls if parents want to come but again making it very supportive they don't want to have their microphones on they don't want to have their cameras on because it can feel quite um, oppressive in those type of things but they can just come and listen and we'll have a different theme of the week we'll talk about sleep stuff and picky eating and breastfeeding and all the kind of current trending topics and just make it quite accessible for people mm, that's good and yeah as you say you kind of like need someone to ask questions too like on a daily basis to also release what's on your mind and feel better rather than spiral over like sometimes quite a um, a simple question uh, yeah. but, uh, because it, for you in that moment it feels like there's so much at stake that uh, it's hard to to function <laughs> and think it's about hard to function it. and it's it's also very hard I think as a parent to reach out um, mm-hmm. again I obviously I, I know in the in the UK especially that there's lots of support there if you can access it, if you reach out but it's it's very difficult as a parent to pick up the phone and say I'm not coping that I feel like a failure it's very difficult to reach out so what I'm what I'm hoping is that as my membership grows that parents will feel like they can share but at the same time that there will be something there that I can I can access them so I'm not too sure on the the communication channels yet whether it would be whatsapp or, or some other kind of platform for that but I'd like to be able to reach out to parents because if you if you're in the thick of it that your baby's been screaming for hours and you just really don't know what to do and you get the right message at the right time saying hi mum how are you hi dad how are you how are things getting on how are you doing is there anything you need help with you're more likely to kind of go oh my goodness I can't I'm I'm having a really bad day I don't know what to do about it and that then you kind of you can then build on that and say look okay try doing this try doing this try doing this get yourself into a, a better headspace and then we can have another conversation about how to how to move forward with that hmm. yeah that sounds really good and so you mentioned that in the UK there's a lot of help and support already available what's the difference for example in South Africa in South Africa here there isn't because you have to have to pay for a lot of the healthcare here so there are government clinics around, but if mums are having a tough time, they have to go and sit and wait. So they can pitch up to the clinic, but they, they could be waiting there all day. So I think that the difference is that very much here, you have the baby in hospital, you have all the tests, you have all the checks, you're literally given this information and you're gone until you see the paediatrician at six weeks. And there, there are clinic sisters around some of the pharmacies and uh, have weighing clinics and things like that. But again, you have to get yourself there. I mean, it's such a big country. I mean, for us, for me to get to my nearest clinic like that, it's an hour's drive away. Mm. Um, if I want to go to the bigger cities, it's a two hour drive. So for, for me, certainly because of the pandemic and everything, it's made me realize that actually I can offer a virtual service because a lot of parents can't necessarily travel and don't necessarily want to travel Mm -hmm. I think it's it's been very good to give that 
connection, but also a slightly removed connection. It's a bit easier to talk to somebody over, over the internet than it is to maybe have somebody come around to your house and actually talk about these things and reach out. And obviously you can do it over messaging and things. So it's slightly more removed. It's much easier to type and say, I'm not coping than it is to actually pick up the phone and say, I'm, I'm having difficulties, I think. Yeah, because as you said earlier, it's really like the job that every, like most people end up doing and no one's is no one is really trained for. And that even, for example, as an expert, you can struggle and that's fine. That's normal. But sometimes it comes with a lot of guilt and like, why am I not doing it? People uh, look like they're doing it so easily. Why is it so hard? And so that's why I think, yeah, as you said, talking to someone online can be easier and you don't feel maybe as judged as you could and that's also why even to it depends what relationship people have with their families but sometimes you don't like it's the the last person you want to reach out is like your mom or whatever so yeah families can be even harder to navigate because feel like they can give that opinion they can they get much more involved and parents feel that they can't say no or thank you I don't need your unsolicited advice because it makes them question and because they have that emotional attachment with them so it can can make it even more complicated if you do have family and things around but but yeah it's it's finding that balance I think it's yeah Yeah. I'm hoping yeah no that's uh, very interesting I really like that and I think the membership will be great as well it's a good good idea to, to have people like to, to provide the daily support. So yeah, that's, uh, that's nice. Is there any last advice that you would like to share? I think that the biggest thing, if, if there's parents listening, is it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter with any, any aspect of parenting. It doesn't matter what you choose to do. You just must be consistent. Whether you, as I said, behavior-wise, whether you want to do time in, time out, gentle parenting, whatever you want to do. You just have to be consistent. If you want to give your children this particular diet or that particular diet, doesn't matter. If you want to do this sleeping, that type of sleeping, just be consistent. And that will help you. Don't flip between different types of doing things. That's probably the best advice that I can give any parent is just pick whatever it is you want to do. Don't listen to anybody else and just be consistent with it. Right. And sometimes you don't see actually the results before a few months. Right. But then suddenly it starts working. So, yeah, sometimes it can be a bit discouraging when we don't have the instant gratification. But actually, yeah, as you said, I also really believe in consistency. And it's something I feel that that we lose as parents. It's almost like you can be the most I mean, I'm a very routine driven person. I like things at the same sort of time I do things in the same kind of order but as soon as I had children all that completely went out the window and I think it is something that when you're in that you're full of emotion you're tired you know you're exhausted and you just can't work out how to change it it's the most difficult thing to do but pick one thing you can't try something once it's like offering your child marmite and saying they just don't like it you have to keep consistently trying to offer it and then at some point they will well maybe marmite is probably not a good analogy I was gonna say no I don't think so maybe maybe a banana or maybe an apple or something we we had it with my son he can he he categorically looked at a piece of garlic bread and said no I'm not eating that so we said to him he at least had to try it 
tried a little piece. I mean, like, this was after half an hour of screaming. He tried a little piece and then ate the whole garlic bread. And now all he wants mm-hmm. to eat is garlic bread. So, yeah, edit out my my mom, I bet. <laughs> but it is about sticking to it. So you can't try one thing and then say, do you know what? That didn't work for two hours. So I'm going to try something else, try something else for two hours. And then you have to pick one thing, stick with it for at least a week and then move on. If it doesn't work after a week, then it's probably not going to. Then you can move on to the next one and say, that's not going to work. But you just pick whatever it is you're going to do and just be consistent with it. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And it also provides some peace of mind for you then, because you're not trying to improvise and come up with different strategy as you go, but you can focus on something and you can, I think it helps you stand your ground and know what you're doing a little bit. So yeah, good advice. Thank you so much, Katie. All the links will be in the description box so you can check everything that Katie is doing. And um, yeah, thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.